0: Blog Talk Radio
1: With your host Shakir and Shamor. How are you, sir?
0: I'm doing quite well, babe. How are you? I
1: don't know. I almost, um, I don't know if I was going to make it I got to the bat cave and I had a little eight-legged friend. I didn't know how I was going to deal with that.
0: Okay. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't do spiders.
0: Well, that meant too,
1: so, cool, but yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you there. Okay, so I mean I'm surviving. I think um I think we made a deal. I think he left and he let me have of space. But if he just happens to show up during the show and I'm not responsive, you know what happened. We had to go back into negotiations.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Uh, so how have you been, sir? Uh,
0: it, it's been a fun week. I'm not going to hear a lot otherwise. I'm doing, uh-huh. the, doing the whole, you know, doing the whole pre-prep and and, and publicity campaign for the next release and mm-hmm. all that other good stuff, guys. It's, it's been fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, fun. Yeah, use that word. I um. Yeah, I know what kind of fun you had the other night. hmm That's not necessarily. I think you have to label that porn
0: um that was not porn Oh. you love to believe that it was but no i call that I good, good old i call that good old-fashioned funny okay well
1: okay well okay i don't know the, the things that your voice did to those women I call <laughs> point I'm talking Clarification is not Necessary when reality Is what it is I'm just saying uh, No no arguments there No arguments there
0: uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Somebody Tomato tomorrow Hey Abdul how are you Abdul's here Hey Val how are you Labor? have seeing you Online in a minute I hope you're good she said she's looking for a <laughs> And Val says, it was porn, Shakira. <laughs> 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 Thank well, you, Val. Val, no.
0: What, and gets, you know Val what, keeps it
1: real, so.
0: Whatever keeps the pages turning, that's all that matters. <laughs>
1: that's all that matters. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you... um got to display your, um, talent. I don't
0: know. No, you <laughs> <laughs> so you you're just trying your best to tiptoe as best you can, I see.
1: Because <laughs> I love it. it. I love to see when it gets started, um, like when they are kind of anticipating the day before, you know, the actual interview and the stuff that they say, and then when the interview is happening and they're commenting, I, just, I love to see it. It just, it makes me laugh because it's always the same pretty much. It's like, oh, I can't wait. Oh, that voice. And then when the interview is happening, it's on. The comments mm-hmm. are like, they can just taste you.
0: Yeah, that's that's one word
1: for
0: it. That's definitely one word for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to leave it like, tread lightly. So this evening we are, um, and I'm sorry, I know I set y'all up because I said, you know, you got to have one more week before I get ready to show your whole entire ass, well, we can't tonight. We do have a guest. No,
0: no, no. I, I I, know we have a guest and all that other good stuff and whatnot. And, you know, however, yeah, the, so, however things flow is how everything's flow.
1: Right. So we, I mean, that means we're going to start with our best for forward. That's how we're going to start. Now, I know that we always say that, and then what ends up happening is not always um Okay, I can't say anticipate because we do anticipate as in a damn fool. So sometimes we just lose and we just mm-hmm. rain them off. But Absolutely. this is supposed to be one of those moments where we get to embrace our intellectual side. So a lot of us can do this. One, I don't know. But the most, the majority of the family can handle this side. So, um, and when our guest is on the line, um, then we'll kind of transition into that. Now, I've been practicing saying this name because, you know, I have a complex about mispronouncing names because my name was mispronounced when I was a kid all the time. Well, it still is. Grown folks still can't read. So my government name is often mispronounced, and it really bothers me. So I try to say people's names correctly. So completely understand. I've been practicing. I've been practicing. And so far and we'll have to get yeah, that's good or no that's wrong from him when he when he gets, um here. But I believe he's pronounced Jinyo Vejeda. I think. But he'll he'll let us know. But Absolutely this is um a very interesting And um, where he put his energy And he's got a new project That he wants to kind of Come on and talk about Give us some insight into And um, and, uh, Videos I watched about it Uh, We'll be transitioning Into that a little bit later Um, And we'll kind of Turn off some of what You turned on last night For your interview We'll turn that off (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: don't think I don't think that's gonna be a problem.
1: Okay. Well we what you. you Um, hey Taylor. I see you hi. Taylor, so the chat room is warming up because I think she shared and Val was gonna have a fight. Now I think have an intellectual. Yes, you do have an intellectual side. You school up all the time.
0: <laughs> exactly So okay. that being
1: said, so, Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and let you Give us a little summary of what you did To the women last night I'm a, I, But don't I give us the doing, wet version Give us the dry version doing
0: nothing, I ain't doing nothing of the sort They can go to my timeline and click the link And find out for themselves I'm not giving no blow-by-blow no Cliff nose version, no none of that nonsense. They can find out for themselves. Because again, you know I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be behaving tonight according to somebody that uh I, you know that that. I said the when point. the
1: company was here. Company's not here yet. We got oh time. Little little freedom. See, I mean,
0: you have to be you have to be specific when you say certain things because you know. If you walk the switch, you know, you know the switch can't cut on and off whenever it feel like. Because once it's on, yes. it's over with. So you know what? I'm trying to you just, know. I'm trying to just relax
1: it. You know what I know? What I do know is I know that Shakira is a master of many faces. I'm not going to call you master in disguise because you can't disguise anything. Because you are who you are, but. There are so many sides to you that if I, I know you know how to turn one off to turn the other one off.
0: <laughs> Sad enough, I, understand. I, can understand where you come, I can understand where you come from with that. I I know, no, problem. because
1: you go to work. And you go to work, and you work around people that think you, uh, I don't know, do you ever say that you are vanilla at work? I don't know.
0: <laughs> Let me put it to I you this the, mean, the, the the ones the ones that need to know know. The ones that don't need to know have no clue. That's the beauty so of this you question.
1: Do pretend to be like me.
0: I no, it's not a matter of pretend, sweetie. It's a matter of having the ability. It's the it's the it's the duality of me. I can walk in both worlds whenever I see fit and be so be able to do so seamlessly. So that's not even an issue. Oh,
1: look at that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's that, that's simple. That's that symbiosis at its best, baby. Come on now.
1: Now, Perry, yeah, Perry is saying that she wants to come on and sing a song for it.
0: So
1: what? We should let Perry. Perry, you should. You should sing a song to all of us.
0: Just, hold down, this this should be interesting.
1: And Perry's plan because you know she does that to me. She torments me. It's okay. I mean, look, she's talking hell no. <laughs> so she, she's in my tab. Like, she's talking hell no. I'm not taking no
0: talk." <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: But she said she would. See what people do? Take things back. They tell you to do something and they take it back. <sighs> okay. I ran across a question that I wanted to bring up. And so I'm going to start with Shakir because he's definitely an author. Okay. And so I was having this almost discussion. It was really, hey, you should talk about this on your show. I should, yeah, why? And then so it was kind of like that. So I'm going
2: to bring this up on the
1: show. We might do a show later about it. But I wanted to talk about the race card, the race card in, okay. um, I guess, in the literary world, you know. Um, okay. But what role, the question I suppose, um, what role does it play in literature? So do things happen in literature that are already being, oh, that's a white book or that's a black book? Or when you're looking for certain content, you go, "Oh, that's just that's going to be in Urban Life. That's not going to happen anywhere else." And is it fair that it is contained into a genre and a color? I
0: can I can understand where he's coming from, where, where this particular person's coming from with regard to that. Um, however, it's a matter of it's a matter of perspective. Uh, it's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of experience. It's a matter of culture. When you're dealing with certain genres, in um, in regard to the, in regards to the 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 street fiction world, you're not going to have too many that are going to be able to cross over into mm-hmm. other into other ethnicities in terms of being able to develop a fan base. Uh, that's going to want to read that type of literature. Not in large droves, You know, as far mm-hmm. as that is yes. You know, when it comes to urban fiction, you know that the African American contingent is going to be very large. When you're talking about other ethnicities that even want to try and read something along those lines. Yes there will be some, but it will not be as it will not be as large as the home market, if you wanna say.
3: Mhm.
0: So the same thing would happen with, the same thing would happen with, with Christian fiction. Christian fiction is, uh, you know, hate it or love it, it is primarily an African-American contingent. Yes, there are other authors that will write Christian fiction for the most part, but when you start talking about Christian fiction, Christian romances, uh, things that have a faith-based theme to it, nine times out of ten, we's the one doing it. So it's not a yes. matter of fair or it's not a matter of fair or unfair. It's just that mm-hmm. when you're dealing with when you're dealing with our culture and you're dealing with other cultures outside of us, we don't necessarily deal in a lot of the same things that they might deal in. So for instance, science fiction is primarily a non colour genre. Yes, we mm-hmm. have a lot of, we do have a lot of African Americans that do write in science fiction. I know of plenty that I've written that I've read myself, and it's, it's been quite good. However, they pale in comparison to the Caucasian culture, because huh. they deal in, they deal in science fiction, they deal in speculative fiction a whole lot more than we do. and the reason mm-hmm. why is because. They read it more than we do.
3: Mm. I can't tell
0: you. I can't tell you how many times I've had people go, "I don't want to read anything that has anything to do with the occult or paranormal or vampires or werewolves or anything of that nature because it messes with my sense of faith." Hmm.
1: Perry said, "It's because we're too busy twerking." Hmm.
0: Say that
1: hurt. She said that's because we're too busy twerking that we don't experience. Well, it's not about a matter. It's not a, It's not about that we're too
0: busy. Doctors. It's not necessarily. It's not necessarily that we're too busy twerking. It's just that you're you're only as good as your exposure. Hmm. That's really where it boils down to. When you're exposed to other cultures, you're exposed to what their tastes are like. Hmm. For instance, growing up growing up in the late seventies as a young child, I was able to get into and immerse myself in both the Star Trek and Star Wars
1: cultures. Right.
0: You know, I mean and it wasn't and it wasn't and it wasn't just because of Michelle Nichols, you know, as far as Lieutenant O'Hurro was concerned. Mm-hmm. That had nothing to do with it. It was the simple fact of I saw cool toys, I saw space exploration they play on they play on the fact that Star Trek, especially, was uh, a takeoff from the U.S. Navy as far as the the different ships that they named, uh, the fact that the the ships themselves were akin to aircraft carriers and things along those lines, and being a Navy brat, it, it drew my attention completely.
1: Mhm. Yeah. You know, you one know, of the things is we have to be careful. Um, with her younger generation because we do make choices on their behalf about their amount of exposure and then mm-hmm. what we what we encourage. Because think about it. Because I, I have to be mindful as well because I've had younger uh, cousins. I had a younger cousin. He A younger cousin that was into all the anime. Um, yep. He wasn't. It wasn't Pokemon. It was something after Pokemon, and he was really into that heavy when he was younger. And of course, he was teased a lot because, um, you know, you, you gotta be a punk or you know you're a weirdo or you're acting white if you're into those things. And, and that's you know the other he half of got. The heavily into that. And so as he's grown up, he's started to get into the Comic-Con and gone through the conventions and, you know, does the mm-hmm. whole nine because he continues to embrace that and he didn't care what anybody else thought. But right. I think about when they're younger and people do that to them and they totally say, you know, well, I'm going to leave that alone have to do something else because I get peace. You know, I get treated differently when I embrace this whole other world of the nonfiction. Um yeah, or even when it's the um think about how people treat the kids that are really into the Marvel comics. You know, and you absolutely. can hear, hear kids that know the series or know no, they changed spider man this year and that year and they know this stuff and then you'll see as they get older you'll we'll see the other part, this stuff.
0: The other part and and the other part of that is is that we're 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 kind of and as, as as strong a statement as this is about to sound it unfortunately is the absolute truth. We have inadvertently tried to resegregate ourselves in the sense of the type of material that we are exposing our children to reading you know i when it, you know when it when it when when the Marvel universe first came came to fruition in terms of the Avengers and even before that with uh, with what they did with Captain America and, and, and a couple of other series and things of that nature and, and, and all that other good stuff and whatnot, especially with X-Men a, a few years prior. Everyone of color wanted to focus so much on the African-American aspect of the universe
3: mm-hmm. that,
0: you know, it unfortunately ourselves out there to the point where it's like instead of just enjoying the universe and realizing that there are African Americans within that universe and yes we can enjoy that however we need to enjoy the whole of the universe itself because Storm begets the Black Panther begets you know basically coming back full circle with Captain America because the shield that he has is made from the vibranium that was involved inside of uh, the Wakanda nation that was, in ta- that was attached to the Black Panther series. But mm-hmm. no one pays attention to that because they so, they're so busy wanting to have that, that African-American character brought to prominence. Mm-hmm. And eventually it will if you allow the system to develop on its own. Sometimes right. it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, that's really where it boils down to when when um, when Green Lantern came out, and everybody yeah. was up in arms because the because the the Hal Jordan character that they uh, that they portrayed with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yes, we know. Comic book fanatics know that the Hal Jordan timeline was a black character, not a white character. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, everyone lost their mind about Thor when it first came out because. The guardian that Idris Elba played in, 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 in both movies was not originally uh, was not originally designed for a black character. It was designed for a white character. So everybody, so it's almost like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So right. <laughs> the only thing that you can do, the only thing that you can do as uh, to 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 avoid being such a disservice to your child to the children that you might have influence over or whatever the case may be is to let them be them let them do them and I do stand corrected I appreciate that um, so I just got I just got corrected on the timelines. I got them mixed up it was John Stu- it was John Stewart not Hal Jordan so I, 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 I apologize to those comic book fanatics that I did kind of get it a little twisty and we'll keep it moving at that point, but yeah, it's still okay it's still too. We
1: always have those people that take care of us in the chat room. Oh yes, absolutely, and I, I, I have no
0: I have no problem saying that I'm wrong <laughs> if I if I happen to get it twisted. But you know when I'm talking out this when I'm talking off the top of my head and I don't have a chance to really research it like I want to, I, you know, mistakes will happen. Um, but either yes. way, and you know um, that
1: Abdul is like word for word over here with you. you. You're talking to Abdul right now. Like I'm so invisible because everything you're saying he's like, yeah. Oh, what about this? And I mean, word for word you and Abdul are in. <laughs>
0: it's it's really it's really that deep. I mean, there there's there's been such a there's been such a groundswell of of not necessarily support, but there's been a groundswell of voices who have who have absolutely wanted African-Americans to go into speculative fiction, to go inside of the paranormal YA market, to go inside of the young adult market and try to give some color. It is a
1: shoo-in. If somebody out there, writers out there looking for that place to put your ink, they beg for it. Even in the education world, they're begging for it because they want the kids to feel included. They want the kids to feel like, oh, this embraces all of us. Cause this guy, even if they don't paint him as the black man, did this. It's just a feeling, you know. You can just feel when you are a part of a piece of literature.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, um, I mean, and that's they, and that's been the point. I mean, for
2: those pieces.
0: Yeah, it's it's really to that point as far as that is. I mean, even even myself right now. I mean, my agent has already told me this is where it needs to go. You need to go ahead and try to see if you can develop something. To get in yep. on the train, and I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm in the midst because of doing. It's hot right this. now. It's hot
3: right yeah, now.
0: I'm I'm in the midst of doing exactly that because I okay. I feel like I'm at a point in my I'm at a point in my career where I can do it justice as opposed to two or three years exactly. ago when I thought I could I love that
1: answer. I love the fact that you said
0: that I can do it justice.
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's really the how bottom you line. Be talking says, about it. that's how I should be talking yeah. about. Even but though it is that's something is, that's that's trending and they're paying for this genre, it's not something that you just want to flood with ridiculously uh, written pieces.
2: Because yeah, that's if it's something, where if it was something they would like
1: to pigeonhole it. They would like to say, "Well, the reason that African American literature in any genre is not successful is because they flood the market with crap." They would love to say that.
0: Oh, of course, but, absolutely. But the thing is, is that you You really have to have people who really do have a love for that genre and the love of that genre in order to be able to put a colorful spin on it for lack of a better term is that you have to immerse yourself in the culture unfortunately, that mm-hmm. culture is not primarily or predominantly african American so mm-hmm. when you're talking about when you're talking about having a vampire series mm-hmm. that might be predominantly African American. People were so busy trying to, you know, throw up throw up blades, uh, when it first came out, uh, to throw up spawn, you know, and that type of thing and, and those type of series and whatnot. And at the same time that's all cool and well and good, but there mm-hmm. was only one or two as opposed to you could at least have at least a half dozen. Yeah. And you know,
3: again,
1: my mind always goes back to how we rob kids of their imaginative thought processes. How it's always, <laughs> because, and I'm, I don't want to generalize, I, I really hate that. I hate because every home is not the same. I know that. But more we're more apt to um, tell our kids to quit talking about this imaginative world. You know, our kids say, you know, come tell us some grand story, or our kids come and they're talking about this inside size place and you know, we're more apt to say, you know, stop talking about that shit you go know, get the groceries out of the car. You know what I'm saying? That that's where we kill our kids when we get to that level of letting them express their imaginative thought. And then who you know, who knows, later on this is the same kid that writes the, you know, the the next Harry Potter series, you know, but we can't rob them of that.
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: So, you know, and and I mean, it was was when when I thought about that, I said, you know, that's one of those areas because I I wanted to be there, but my brain doesn't function like that right now, (laughs) but I wanted to be in that way because I do write young adults, but my brain's just not in that imaginative world where I can fantasize about what do I want these people to do in, in a series of places that I create, you know, fictitious places that um, have, it has to have a purpose for me. For me, it has to have a purpose. There has to be an ultimate plot running alongside, you know, I want something subliminal in there. So my mind's not working like that right now. (laughs) So when I was even thinking about um, approaching that genre, I was like, you know, like you said, I want to do it justice. I want to, because I can analyze the hell out of a piece and say all the subliminal things and, and the literary elements, and I can, I can analyze the hell out of a piece, but I want to be able to put it together. I can take it apart, but I want to put it together. And I want to do it justice and put it together with all the finesse that these talented writers do. So I backed away. <laughs> I backed away. And I stay with my, you know, traditional fiction, um, on the young adult topics, But one day, I'm going to be a big girl. I'm going to grow up and do what she care. I'm going to put mine out there too. But not yet. <laughs> so tell me this. <clears throat> do you think if you are a good writer that it doesn't matter what race you are that you could put a put a piece in any genre if you um, were other than a good enough writer. Basically, your skill set, your ability to recreate images. Because I guess where I'm going is, because I know like uh, Perry talked about uh, Jackie Collins being someone that she read as an escape from her um, exposure. And so when she writes, she can enter to that world because she's read it. She's embraced that kind of style.
3: Do you mm-hmm. think
1: that the same thing can be done in reverse? Do you think that there are writers out there that's never experienced or that could write street fiction and do it as to do it well and never have been a day in a hood or done any of the things that street fiction
0: embraces? Research can make, put it this way, research can make, it can make experts of us all eventually. The, the issue is, is that you have to have some, there has to be some, at least some knowledge of the genre that you're writing. Um, I state again, if you're using using the stories that you've read as a child or you've read as a young adult or that you've read earlier in your reading career before you decide to take that step to trying to put a story together, it comes across a little bit more authentic as opposed to just writing it because, okay, it's the hot thing to do. I, I, would, I would basically say, and I put it this way, I would never be able to genuinely write a story in a street fiction sense. I don't have an affinity for it. I've made that clear. It's not necessarily that I'm being a snob about it, but it's just to the point where I, I've seen enough of it where I don't want to see it anymore. That's just me, personally speaking. Now, what I want to put something, what I want to put something together where there is a black character that's ahead of a criminal enterprise other than the drug game. Salute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because because there are other criminal enterprises outside of drug cartels and street and street narcotics. Mhm. And I still feel that I can still get. Now I can still get readers to be absolutely enthralled with the storyline because the characters can still be dirty and still be intelligent at the same time. Because right. you can't you can't be stupid trying to be the head right. of a criminal organization.
1: And the mastermind concepts that run um a billion dollar cocaine, cartel, it's the same thinking that can run any other organized criminal activity. Same, same brain pal. So, I mean, I, I love the idea because it can be done. It can be done. It can be done tastefully, skillfully and, and be a representation because it happens. It, it is still accurate. It's still true. So I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. And Perry's with you on that one. So I think a lot of us feel that way because I I wouldn't dare step into um, street fiction and not be able to do it just as well. You know, and I don't want anybody to ever label something I write. Because even my short story series, that I'm putting together, it's not, I wouldn't consider it street fiction. You know, yeah, there's some guns in it and some, you know, um, organized activity, <laughs> but I wouldn't consider it street fiction. Somebody that's really into it with into street fiction would say, uh, no. And so I know my place, I stay in my lane. So I would not coin it as that think we are um, ready to transition and embrace our guests. I also think that we have somebody joining us already. I'll open the line for you. Ron, are you here?
2: What's going on, everybody?
0: Hello? How are you, Ron? I- I'm just fine. I'm just fine. <laughs> you yourself? What's going on with you, bro? What's good, brother? Not too much, man. Not too much. Doing what Come I normally do. It got to be good. better
2: than that. It got to be better than that. It's Wednesday.
0: Oh no, I'm good. I'm good either way, man. You know how it is. It's just it's Yes, sir. the 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 week the week has been what the week has been. And
1: that's because what? he's been spraying porn all over the airways
0: this week. Wait, the and fact
1: so
2: that he said he, he didn't want to give a blow by blow, it had <laughs> to crack <it> up <laughs> over And it came <laughs> out of his mouth.
1: So you already know that he I'm like, played, Jamal, you, you know got to jump on that. Like, like, do, like the for you. you. I'm trying jump. to not, I'm trying not to embrace that side of the show right now. So I, and this is the <laughs> second time. That was like the first thing he said. That like the first thing. I know, I know, right? And he pronounces as B really hard, so I try to like ignore it and just let it go. And then, it was like, just, you know, know.
0: She, she was the one that wanted me to flip the switch on and off whenever I felt whenever I felt it was necessary, right? right. She was the man that came out and said we need to be on our best behavior tonight, right? So right. I my right. only went to get you online. Right.
1: right. There you go. Team Ron <laughs> for
2: now. I'm, I'm, I'm just calling it how I see it. I'm just calling it how I see it. So oh, no that's doubt.
1: That's what I'm talking, no doubt. I'm
2: talking about right there. Right now, there. I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here, and I'm listening to y'all, uh, and I'm going back and forth because I'm saying to myself, I'm, I'm, I'm vacillating between what you're saying and what I'm feeling. Hold
1: on. Can and you stop? Could you go back? What you say? About
2: Vaseline? See, that's why I don't talk to you but once a week. <laughs> See, that's why right there. That's say, the reason right there. Did he there.
1: say he was Vaseline himself? What did I he say? I said
2: vacillate. Vaseline. Oh, okay.
1: Going Pronounce back and those forth. Letters. I'm, sorry. You baby. I, okay. Okay, I'm
2: sorry. Yeah, I to enunciate, baby. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I've been told I need to enunciate. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Anyways, Shakira, as I was saying. Um Let's equate books to, to, to clothes because they're both products. Mm-hmm. They're both products who change over time. And what, what I was getting from what y'all was saying is this new genre is good. I want to get into this, this, this that, that's lucrative because I, can, I have the talent level to be able to do something in it. And I'm saying to myself, if we equate that to jeans, we're putting that as skinny jeans. And I don't need no designer to make another goddamn pair of skinny jeans ever. Oh no, I don't argue. I don't
0: argue that at all. So, so when we say
2: that, it's no, trend, him. No, so when we say it's a trend, he's, I'm making, saying, he, he,
0: he's, he's yeah. making a point. I like get where he's at.
2: That trend don't need to be pushed any further. Certain trends, without the foundation being there. Now, if you're going to have the foundation there then you can push a trend because a child or a young adult can always come back to their foundation. But since we're not giving them, the parents, uh, our society is not giving them the foundation, I don't think we need to give them no more of these skinny jeans or no more of these, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 vampires or no more none of this not until they have the foundation. And once you have that, then you can go on. But, I mean, I hear i because I'm, I love Dune. The whole series of Dune is one of my favorite series I've ever read.
0: Exactly, and so, my wife will agree with you on that.
2: Yes, Dune is a is gangster. It's so gangster, and and I I I I don't read them all. So so I mean, I, I look at that and I say to myself, well, no, there's a place for science fiction, definitely, no doubt whatsoever. And there's a place for all these things, but I have a foundation. You see what I'm saying? But those kids Absolutely. who don't have that foundation, we don't want them swimming into no other streams. No, come back here and get this first.
1: Hmm. But what if somebody ever gives them the foundation so they should stay, and I'm not going to say illiterate, but um, mm. lacking, unexposed? Well, maybe we
2: need more writers writing that foundation before we have more well, writers I, writing that. I back.
1: promise you, foundation writing is not worth lacking because foundation writing is something that's been still and so, so many people can do it. The lack of exposure is where really like putting it, into practice, where people don't do it so much, so that's where you get a lack. People, there are lots of authors that can do the whole foundation piece. I mean, but Absolutely. if we don't ever train our kids or, 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 or instill the foundation in them in the beginning, then that's how come the levels don't reach as high because the foundation is still locked. So I'm going to transition now because I guess it's online lie he hadn't put one, so I don't know if that means he's not ready to talk to us yet, but I do recognize that you're in cute and so I don't want you to just be holding, thinking when is this lady going to bring me on the air. So, okay, so I think he's ready to talk to us. So, again, I've been practicing this. So, Ryan, you have to hold on to your skinny jeans story. We're transitioning, okay? Can you work with me, Ryan?
0: I, I was
2: about to make a joke about the transition, how you deal with my vacillate, but I was like, no, I'm going to be got company. I was about to do it, and seeing you pulling me into it. I see she, she, I see how she could pull you into it. I see, her, I see what you're talking about. Because <laughs> <laughs> I started to say something about the trans what, but I was like, no, 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 don't no, do it. No, 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 yeah,
1: no, no. <laughs> no, 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 don't do it. That's right, don't do it. All right, so I'm going to, again, Say this name, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. And if not, you are welcome to correct me. Just be nice, be gentle. Um, so I have uh, Genio Fajeda on the line. I'm going to go ahead and bring him in. Welcome to the <laughs> Wind Window. How are you?
4: Thank you. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. And you said it, I mean, pretty much like 90% right. Genio Fajeda, everybody calls me Piper because. That's okay. a lot
0: easier to say.
1: It is, cause I've been this stuff,
0: man. for two days. Pipe. I
1: was like, yeah, I gotta get it. So that means no, I need to practice. I don't like nineties. I like one hundred percent. So I'm gonna call you. You, you know you, what? I'm gonna call you Piper.
4: <laughs> yeah, Piper or Pipe. but uh, you know, women have better luck at saying my name than men. At, at least oh, up here. So did you did it. a good job. You did a good well, job. Well, you don't gotta worry about me calling you
2: Pipe.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Piper, I wanna introduce you to the family. You have okay. Shakira. Uh Shakira is okay. our resident. A resident know everything. Uh seduce all the women with his voice. Guys, here we go. Okay. And then here we go. you have Ron, who is the outside of the box thinker. We never know what the hell he's going to say, so he has a total disclaimer surrounding him. It always runs like a ticker at the bottom of the show. Iran has a disclaimer for the entire time that he's online. So,
0: <laughs> Let's go, Paul. to well, keep it interesting. What's happening? Yes, sir.
1: Um, and then we have our family that's in our chat room and our family that's online with us, so... If there are questions, you'll, they'll be coming from different places. So you might not hear anybody talking, but we might be like, "Well, somebody asked," so we are not making that up. That's for real. People are really talking. Okay. But um, I would okay. ask you to go ahead and just kind of let everybody know about you. Tell them a little bit about um, your project, by Costum Robbers." Tell them a little bit about the history. I've been kind of throwing stuff out there too, so. They've gotten it on, on Facebook as well. But I'm going to give you the stage to so go ahead and present yourself.
4: Okay, uh, Cops and Robbers is a one-man play. Um, I play 17 different characters. It's basically about an officer involved shooting, and it takes a look into the relationship or the dysfunctional relationship between law enforcement, the media, and the community. Um, Mm -hmm. all the 17 different characters, they're, they're cops, they're thugs, pimps, they're, uh, conservative, uh, radio Mm -hmm. hosts, the, the, the minister, the Baptist preacher, the, the journalist, uh, I play everybody because I've, I've been able to go into all these different worlds and I know these people and I've been, uh, I've been, uh, made aware of their philosophies through different conversations and getting to know people on an intimate level. And, you know, what startled me the most was that everyone uh was speaking a different language. They thought they were having the same conversation, but people were just talking past each other. I mean the cops have no idea what's going on in the minds of the black studies professors and they have no idea what's going on in the mind of the third cat on the block. And you know the news lady that you see on TV could care less about any of them. She just wants the story. Right. And I know. I know all these people, so I, I I was able to write that story, and I had to write the story because I had all those voices swimming around in my mind, and you know I was I was pretty much about to lose it. So I put the pen to the pad, and I came up with that play. And uh, the first time I performed it, I didn't know what people were going to think. But it turns out that, you know, everybody liked it. I mean, it's hard. It's a hardcore play. I go at everybody. You know, I show everyone uh, how ridiculous it is to to stick to one philosophy and not hear what everyone else is saying and how we're stagnant and how we're not evolving. I mean, imagine a bunch of men sitting around talking about women, trying to understand women without a woman's input. I mean, we're not going to get far uh mm-hmm. and that, and that's what's going on i feel like on the concept of race on the concept of the community and law enforcement it, it, we i feel like we we keep coming back to the same point over and over and over again so through my mm-hmm. life's experience the things i've been subjected to and the things that i've experienced i think that uh I, I think i'm in a position to to paint a a clear enough picture basically give everyone a good idea of what everyone else is saying and through that display of truth that brutal truth that I put everyone through I believe we could all digest it and and then move forward gotcha
1: and and your story tell tell how you package that because I think that is very unique
4: okay well the pack the packaging of it or the backstory
1: well you can do the backstory as well but when I look uh, at well, the pack- how,
4: the, 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 right, the packaging of it. I, I took the one man play, and I and I, you know, I've been performing it, and uh, like I said, people come out, uh, cops come out, uh, community activists come out, uh, teachers come out, therapists come out, and, and 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 they all feel it. I mean, I just did the play in Santa Rita Jail last week, and I did a workshop with the cats in the jail. I did it at a conference earlier today, uh, the mm-hmm. Urban Youth urban youth violence conference at uc berkeley at clark kerr earlier today and i do it in theaters too but i know that okay. i can't be every, I, I know i can't be everywhere all the time so <laughs> i got with i have a band and we put together a uh, an audio play of the play so i do uh, 65 different background voices and i have sound effects and 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 all kinds of sound things going on so if you listen if you listen to it in the earphones it's pretty exciting and then my band, we put together a six-song EP for it, a soundtrack, where, you know, we have songs, but we take excerpts from the play and insert them in the song. So I may rap a verse, and then my guitar player is going at it, and then you may hear a monologue from the play. So it's a true soundtrack. And then uh, my wife and I wrote a book about it. Uh, my wife, she, she's a teacher. She has a Ph.D. in education, and her dissertation was on post-traumatic stress disorder in inner-city kids and vicarious trauma, and the teachers that served them. So we got together and we wrote a book on the play which basically tells the backstory as to why I uh, ended up paying my way into a law enforcement academy and uh, what led up to me writing the book, writing the play. It gives the script for the play so while you're listening to the audio play and the headphones you can be reading the script. It uh, goes into the character backstories and uh, she writes a curriculum. And it talks about uh, a curriculum so that the play can be studied, and it also discusses uh, this, uh, this time that we have right now and the opportunity for law enforcement to change and what law enforcement should be and what it could be. So those are the things that come with the book. It's a hybrid book, about 140 pages.
0: Okay, good deal.
1: I love yeah. how he said, and I have this band. <laughs> I love how he did that. Yeah, you have to spend, okay, it's just like it's like a garage <clears throat> and no one knows about it. I get it. But, yes, the <laughs> thing is um, what kind of struck me um, because you get all of these ways to digest this piece, um, which in this time that's necessary because of the way that people receive information. You know, you kind of have to make it more kinesthetic than and just tape. And I think you covered
4: all based on right. that. So. Right. Thank you. Um, The band, the, my band, I started out with a band. My band is called Flipside. We were on Interscope Records from 2004 to 2009. And we had the opportunity to tour a lot. Like, we toured with some fairly big acts. You know, we toured with Snoop and, and uh, Akon produced our last album. And we did a lot of touring. And, uh, Eventually the band starts to fall apart, you know, through drugs and all kinds of uh, things like that. But I had to, uh, we we continue to produce music, so it's that that's my band that she was referring to. Of
1: okay. course, we have to,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, so so tell me some of the some of the reactions that you have gotten, and some of the things that you kind of anticipate or desire to get with your project, your current project. What were you looking for, and what are some of the things that you actually have gotten from,
4: from it? Well, I've gotten a lot. It's an emotional, it's an emotional play, and uh, it, it, it hits people as hard as those different realities hit me. You know, when I was, uh, you know, when I was, uh, after I had gone through the academy, because I paid my way through the academy. I didn't have, everybody else was getting paid to be there. And looks like I, 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 I did well. And then they offered me a position, you know, so it, it i had I made it, and I
2: put the uniform
4: on, and I went to work, and it was a completely different world just hit me in the face like a ton of bricks. I was there for theoretically all of the right reasons, like I remember I'm a black studies major at San Francisco State, that's what I got my degree in, so you know when uh, have you you all have heard of the shooting, correct,
0: yep, sir
4: yeah. So when Oscar Grant got shot, you know, we're all at the Fruitvale Bar Station at the first protest, and I remember seeing uh, thousands of people there, all different races, uh, uh, socioeconomic backgrounds They were from everywhere. And we're out there, and a journalist was interviewing some of us that are in music. And uh, the journalist asked, he said, uh, you know, what can we do, you know, as a, as a hip-hop community to make sure this never happens again? And I remember the brothers around me, they were, you know, spouting off answers. We've got to make more songs and we've got to keep doing what we've been doing. And, but I remember internally thinking, you know, there's not much that we can do as a rapper to make sure this never happens again. Like, we can make our songs, but to be honest with you, conscious rappers, when conscious rappers perform, if you look out into the, cl- into the crowd, it's white college students okay, yep. or we're overseas, we're performing in Italy, and, you know, the after mm-hmm. police song in Italy, you know, and everybody's going crazy. The police are not listening to that song, and, 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 the, and the, uh, the mayor that hires the police chief is not listening to that song, and, none of them, and, and the brothers on the street that's getting arrested or getting beat or pimping little girls ain't listening to that song either, so we might as well be a picture hanging up in a museum that people pay to come see. It's beautiful art. You know, it has a lot of feeling in it, but what is it actually doing? You know, and I remember looking around at that crowd, and and I began to think. I said, you know what, we're here because we feel that, you know, there are police that exist that don't care about the community, or there are police that exist that may be racist, or there are police that exist that dislike our culture, right? And if we could, in our best-case scenario, Right, if we could magically round all of these cops up and, and, and get them fired, who would replace them? Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. I knew I wouldn't replace them, and I knew none of the thousands of people that were there would replace them. Nobody that thinks like us would replace them. So that would mean that in our best-case scenario, when we could fire all of them, if no one that thinks like us will replace them, it's a high probability that someone that thinks like them will replace them, which would mean that we would be right back at the same protest, and it's only a matter of time. And I couldn't deal with that. You know, I couldn't accept <laughs> that. And me being of a sound mind and body, you know, I thought about it for a whole year before I finally put my money down and I went in. I said, I at least got to go through the academy so I can keep, you know, I, can keep, I can't just be a dude that's talking about it and, and not doing it. And, you know, so I went in, and I went in on those principles, you know, like logically and theoretically, like it was a, a great idea, and I was coming in with my black studies degree, and I got in there, and when I got in, and, you know, I saw the, you know, the, 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 you know, the 34-year-old brother that's HIV positive that went to jail for sodomizing the, the, the little uh, boys, you know what I'm saying, I see that, and I see the dude that's pimping his little sister. You know, mm-hmm. and then I see, I'm, I'm seeing all these little things that never even crossed my mind before. Then, and I, and then I began to realize all of the things that I had turned my back on just growing up. You know, my partners right. that you know the the the, the drive bys that I had witnessed, or you know, the partner that I that I knew had killed several people. But that's my partner. You know, I'm not thinking or my partner's just pimping, but that's my partner. You know what I mean? And I began mm-hmm. to think, I, I, when, I, when I became submersed in the, the other side of the coin, it forced me to look at everything that I had already known from a different angle. But at the same time, I was able to see that, you know, the mind state of, 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 of most cops and the mind state of most people that come from the other side of the coin, they have no personal attachment to the good in the hood, right? Right? They knew nothing about the good in the hood. So, I mean, they, you, you're talking about uh, some, some people, uh, you know, the, uh, pretty much the only black people that they knew growing up was Snoop Dogg and Tupac, and they were on TV, and they had a gun and some weed with them, you know, every time they saw them on TV. And, now, and then they went off to the Marines, and then they got hired, and now they the police. And their whole job is to contact people with guns and weed. I mean, you're not going to uh, escape bias in, in that situation because you don't know personally or love personally anyone from those areas, and you you haven't been exposed to the good in those areas. So your conversation is going to reflect that, and the way you carry yourself is going to reflect that, and your decision-making capacity is going to reflect that. So I was literally going uh, back and forth between two or three different worlds every day. And it was it was crazy because everyone in those worlds had their own culture and their own language and, and their own philosophies, their own ideologies, and no one was even from the same planet. Is another one, and I'm going back and forth between all these worlds. So that that's the backstory. That's why I had to write the play because I was okay. going to lose it if I didn't. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so in in being in immersed in this world
3: and being able to
1: express you know, your thoughts, how has that affected – because you're still – are you still um, a cop? Still? Yeah,
4: I just got off work a couple minutes
1: ago. Okay,
2: so how does
1: that affect you in your day-to-day when you actually get to openly express all of these things that are not talked about enough in an effective manner – you know, across the races um, to even get real honest conversations started. So now that you do get to have this expression, you know, on a, in a grand way, um, how does that affect your day-to-day practices when you still work with those people that don't, that still aren't having those conversations or expressing those thoughts to people that really matter, that, that really need to hear and share in it? How does that affect, you know, how you interact?
4: Well, I, I'm me, and everybody knows who I am. Like, they, you know, in the academy, you know, I was quiet. I didn't tell them I did music, but eventually it got out. And, you know, they see our, our songs, like, we didn't make the booty-shaking songs. Our songs had some, some meaning to them. And we talked about mm-hmm. oppression, and we talked about, you know, it, it, we, we were we were trying to be on a higher level. So everybody knows how I get down. Everybody knows what I'm about, and they know when I'm around, Uh it, they know how I'm going to interact, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, at the barbecues and and all of that stuff, I'm on a mission. Mm -hmm. So I'm me, Uh, there's nothing that's uh, changed about me when I interact on the job. I could tell you that uh, I'm one of those people that was at the protest wishing that law enforcement could be something uh, that I didn't see, and now I am that thing. So that's how I go about my job, you know. And if uh, mm-hmm. I, I, people get dealt with in a way that I believe they should get dealt with. And I grew up in the early 90s when, you know, uh, the Cosby Show was the number one. Yeah, I heard you all talking about uh, uh, what people are, their foundation earlier. Yeah. Uh, you remember yeah. that when you were talking about the foundation and what they should be exposed to? And, and you know, I, I have this conversation with my friends. Like when we grew up, the number one show on television was the Cosby Show. And the number two show was a different world. You know, the most Absolutely. famous man on, on on television, the most famous guy on television, was an engineering major that wore glasses named Dwayne Wayne at a black college.
3: Absolutely. You know what I'm
4: saying? Like the top shows that that, that our community is watching now is like, you know, uh, they're, they're far from that. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The music, the music Preach that brother. they're listening to, the music they're listening to, this pop culture is not. 1989, the number, another right. summer. It's not, it's not that. It's not do the right thing. They're not going to the movies watching Malcolm X. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Man, Mandela just came out, but high school students wasn't cutting school to go see Mandela like we cut school to go see Malcolm X.
3: And that's right. not the reality
4: right now. Amen. So we're, and, and, and this is the thing. This is the thing. Crack was in full effect, effect. during that time. Yes. So what they're going through right now, you know, the murder is on television. It's on the news 24-7. Last year in Oakland, I'm from Oakland, last year in Oakland, the murders almost hit 100. In 1992, there were 175 murders in Oakland, 175 murders. You know what I'm saying? But where the broken families and the crack and, 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 the, and the systemic issues and, and the institutions and agencies, where they failed us, popular culture held us up. You know, the music held us up, uh, television held us up, the movies held us up. So now you've you got a lot of nonprofits and you got a lot of little programs struggling to help the people, uh, but, you know, the families are still broken and popular culture is not helping. Because, but like you said, we have a lot of good writers that are trying to write and put some foundation stuff out there. we got a lot of rappers that are rapping about some real stuff, but to be honest with you, they rapping to white college students and they're in Italy. You know, so whoever makes the decision, whoever makes the decision about what's going to be popular culture, has decided that that's not going to be it. So there's no mm-hmm. there's no net to catch these youngsters. So even though mm-hmm. it was worst for us then, we were still able to prosper and we still got some sense, and 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 we were still able to be that bridge and 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 uplift ourselves because we we had a whole lot of help.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Wow. Okay. So you just, I think you got everybody kind of contemplating because <laughs> you sent me back. So what really influenced me to be who I am? You know, I had a, I had a foundation. I, I was allowed to be exposed to things other than just what was right outside my door. And, um, and then I had, that was my media world as well, coffee shows, different world, things that, was afflicting, and so I didn't have to combat all of. I had. I didn't have to combat it everywhere. Our kids have to combat it everywhere because even when you instill it in your household, the forces are in your household because as soon as they pick up their phone, they have their social media that's in your house. You know. Yeah. You. It used to be that you could govern your home. You could say. Who could call in on your house phone you could say what was going to be watched on your TV but now because it's so prevalent and it's so easy they don't have to do they don't have to get your permission you don't have to say you know even when they just pick up their own phone their social media networks their kick you know you think oh they're just texting but it's so much going on in that text world that media world that can just be unraveling everything that you just said to your child, you know, five minutes ago, and they're right. fighting a battle until they go to sleep every night. So, right, and I, I have something to, 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 to say about that
4: questions. too, because we, we really got to be we got to be more vigilant too. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we had a the, you know there was an eight year old girl that had a smartphone, you know, and her mother came to us, and you know, uh, she was basically texting nude photos of herself to grown men,
3: mm-hmm.
4: right? You know, uh, mm-hmm. that world is out there, and we have to figure out everything that we can do. You know, maybe they don't yeah. need that phone, or, or maybe yeah. we need to make sure that we're on all of their accounts. If they have a Facebook, we need to be on it. You know, if they have a quick right. messenger, we need, to be monitor- we need to monitor that. Just like that door stayed open, you know that the bedroom door stayed open when you was a kid and,
2: and the parents mm-hmm. wouldn't let
4: you lock it, maybe that, maybe that phone needs to stay open because that mm-hmm. phone is the new bedroom. I don't know. I, I just know we need, to, we need to be more proactive and we've got to become more vigilant and and, and and the play the play hurts a lot of people, but I, mm-hmm. I have to tell you that ninety nine percent of the people have showed overwhelming support for it It's, it's as if they believe that the, this is what we need. You know, and I'm, I'm, it hurt a lot for me to go through this process. But uh, you know, I'm glad that I could. Able, I'm glad that I'm able to package it into something that's edible. You know, for the people, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and we can grow from it. There's been a tremendous amount of support for the play. Yeah,
1: and, and I, I can't see one reason why why there wouldn't be because it's, it's one of the, the things that I find the most amazing about where our society is right now is we will be the first to say that it's broken. We'll be the first to say what's missing, what needs. Well, we're the last to push the first step forward to make that change happen right in our local area. So I, I know that a lot of people will jump on um, a project like yours because they know it's necessary. They know that this conversation needs to be had, this um these blinders need to be taken off. They get it. I don't know. It's, it's like inaction, it gets lost. So. Right, and I take my hat
4: off to them, you know, because uh, change change hurts. Like, real change hurts. The majority mm-hmm. of people would rather complain than to go through mm-hmm. the pain of change. You know, and that's for everything. That's exercise. That's learning something. And, it, I mean, you're trying to change. We have to change the world for our youth. That's going to mm-hmm. hurt. That's, that's mm-hmm. going to take some discomfort. Look, I just got to My phone is probably about to die pretty soon. Okay. Oh, my, well, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm well, just going to keep definitely talking.
1: Don't, well, we can, we, can, we can let you kind of give us some final words um, because we don't want you to die while we're in the middle of a great conversation because then are not will be hurt because yeah. we'll feel like you hung up on us. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll probably question uh, so
4: much. Question
2: before you. Can I ask you one question for you phone,
4: down?
2: Yes, sir. Why did you have to pay for the police department, for the academy? You know that, what? That I'm bubbling out.
4: All right, you know what? I, I felt like I said I thought about it for a year, you know, and my partners was like, man, you ain't never going to be able to rap again. You know, and I'm like, dog, what are we rapping for? You know, I'm just going back and forth. I'm on the phone with my professors, and we just kicking the idea back and forth, and can't nobody give me a good enough reason to not do it. And then mm-hmm. I knew I grew up in West Oakland. I had some partners just gangsters. I hadn't been in the backseat of a police car at least 20 different times. I've been to jail before. So when I looked at the situation, I said, you know what, if I try to apply for a police department, they're probably not going to hire me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out what the next academy is. I went online, and I found the best academy in the area. It was the Alameda County Sheriff's Office Academy. And uh, I went down there, and I said, how much does the academy cost? And they said, uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, you go through the background check, you apply, you know, if we, if we think you're uh, quality material, we'll hire you and pay you to go through the academy. But I knew from business that everything costs something, you know, mm-hmm. so I, 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 I mm-hmm. basically sat down with him, and I figured out how much it cost, and it cost about $5,000, and I gave him the money. And it's called a non-affiliate. You can do that. You can pay your way through the, through an academy. Mm. And, I, and I went through the academy, and, you know, I mean, it was seven months, Monday through Friday all day, fighting, shooting, driving, studying, taking tests. And at the end, I ended up giving a commencement speech. You know, mm-hmm. and a commencement yeah. speech is about the community choosing who polices it you know, in an ideal world. But, but that's to say that, I mean, come on, man, if, if, you know, the, the, the money that we spend in lawsuits and, 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 and all of the stuff that we do, that's needed. I believe that. But at the same time, man, if we grab, you know, 100 of, of you know, of our athletes that are scholars from Duke and, and Harvard and majoring in criminal justice and send them all to the same academy, that whole police department is going to change within a year. Yes, sir. Period. It'll change. It'll physically change within a year. And if it doesn't change, then it'll have to explain why they turned down this uh, absolute physical and mental specimen from Harvard University, you know, who majored in criminal justice. Either that or it's going to change within a year. And and then it will reflect uh, what we want it to reflect. So, yeah, that, that's why I paid my way through, man. And, and it's just me, but I got in there, and then I found some other people like me. You know, and then I'm in that right now I'm in a Center for Crime Prevention and Restorative Justice, so we basically trying to cut down recidivism. And Obama's Affordable Care Act now provides uh, resources for people that are mentally ill As well as uh, drug addicted So when they go to jail They get treated for their mental illness and, and they get treated for their addiction But then when they get released That treatment ends Because they don't have Medicare Or Medicaid You know, So now he extends that Two of the leading causes of recidivism Are mental health issues and drug addiction They get out They're not treated for their mental health issues So they want to self-medicate They need money to get the drugs to self-medicate They commit crimes They go back to jail So with him doing that and then in California we got AB 109 where they're trying to siphon people out of the prisons into county custody. So basically when people violate their parole, they go to the county jail as opposed to going to the pen. So that means the county has to pick up the tab as opposed to the state picking up the tab. With those mm. two things working in tandem, right now there's an opening for law enforcement to give some of that, some of the millions that it got and some of that political, leverage some of that political power into these, community-based programs that's been trying to keep people out of jail. Now law enforcement has an opening for people that that if you're creative and you're in there and you're working with them, there's an opening where they can now pat themselves on the back for people not going back to jail because it's not going to cost the county any money. You understand? Because if they go to jail, the county got to pick up the tab, or they can accept federal funds to keep people out of jail. So it's a win-win, accept the federal funds, keep people out of jail, don't pay for them to be locked up. The county's happy. That's what's going on right now. And if, and
1: if I just want to, um, enough... I just want to interject. Did you hear that, Ron? He said, "My president."
2: Okay, you can Listen, on. I was about to. He makes a great point. However, if you're steering <laughs> me away from a bullet and into a knife, I don't know how good that is. So yes, they say to you, "We're going to help medicate you," but you're medicating me. <laughs> so no it's a good thing but it's like okay it's, you never want to
1: give him props okay we we can have this fight later
2: right exactly on like so one bar of man, battery sir.
1: power over there in California so you have to wait to hate on my president let's get
4: <laughs> back to
2: what we were talking about
1: <laughs>
4: alright did I answer your question brother
2: I, so, listen not only did you answer it but you gave me Uh, A a multi-faceted answer Which gave me a better level of understanding So I appreciate that Um, Okay To to, to kind of piggyback on what you say though One thing I know I mean I'm from New York One thing I know is that they have certain Jewish neighborhoods out here And the police Uh, department Don't affect those neighborhoods Because those neighborhoods police themselves Right And the only time that you Call for police is when you can't Handle the situation so if we uh, in a community are able to handle the situation, then the police are basically there to just make sure, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that things don't get out of hand or just make sure that the property don't burn up or get robbed and things like that. But as far as disputes, once you have a community policing force, then that right there cares for itself. So I, I see communities who do that, and I'm just saying we need that in ours to work in conjunction with the police force.
4: I think that's an ideal world. I think that's a perfect world right there. We got to get our communities to that point, you know, where where, uh, that could be a reality. That's going to take a lot of work, too. But it's possible.
2: It's absolutely possible. And, and, And what you said about change hurting, a lot of people are scared of pain. You are absolutely right, brother.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, no. I didn't want you to ever agree with Ron. That was the last thing I wanted you to do. <laughs> A
4: lot of people are scared of change. They are. They don't want to change. they rather complain. They're more comfortable exactly. complaining. Yeah. You know, when well, you're leaning yeah. on the right. Go
1: ahead. I was going to say, we definitely, like, do you ever plan to do tours outside of um, California with your pay, your plate?
4: Yeah, eventually, you know, I kind of want to keep it to the weekend because I'm doing this work here. Uh, we, we, we got an opening now to, to make a real change, you know, so I just want to keep it to the, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for as long as I can. And then, you know, when I when I have to tour it strong, then I'll do that. You know, I'll take the time off and, and I'll do that. I'll make that happen. But through July and August, I'm going to be at the Marsh in Berkeley uh, Fridays and Sundays, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'll be doing one-offs here and there. I'd love to go to Chicago and do it three days in a row. I'd love to go to New York. i love to go to Detroit, you know, and, and do the play. I'd love to, and we do workshops, like I did a workshop in uh, Santa Rita with the brothers up in there, and I performed the play for them. So I do it in the theater. I do it in the jail. You know, I do it wherever. I, I could tell you one thing. I'm performing for a a a a more powerful demographic than I was when I was just doing music. That's how I mm-hmm. feel. I feel like I'm finally reaching the people that need to hear it as opposed to just being a painting hanging up in the museum that people come and see mm-hmm. and say, Oh, that's beautiful. So mm-hmm. yes, I wanna to tour it.
1: Yes, because that means that we can actually get to see it. I mean I guess we could actually come to California to see it. But yeah.
4: I, is yeah, there a I place online
2: where hear. we can purchase it?
4: Yeah, it's on iTunes. I'm, I'm a fun. terrible salesman. Every, the whole bundle is on iTunes. That's not one what that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's six songs. Then it's the audio play, which is act one and act two, the whole play, with sound effects, listen to it in the earphones, so you can get all of the sound, all the background voices and stuff. And then there's the book, the e-book, that my wife and I wrote together. So it's the whole it's called the Cops and Robbers bundle. And uh, you can uh, see it, it on uh yeah, or you can okay. or you can buy the uh, the the, uh, the physical book off of Amazon, amazon.com. Cops and Robbers, you know, written by a Piper, uh Jean Fajeda, Dr. Don Williams Fajeda. But you can see us on uh, Facebook flipside.com side with the y/facebook or pipe dreams ENT Facebook, oh. the G- dreams with a z. Uh, but the, go to the Flipside site, and there's also uh, Pipedreams.com. That's the website. That's where you get the information. And it's dreams with a Z. But, yes, it's available on iTunes right now, the whole bundle.
2: Now, being that you're from the music industry previously, does your wife get royalties on on the play, too, or, or, or she doesn't get the money from the book?
4: My wife get half
2: of everything. That's what's
4: up, brother. What kind of damn question is that? <laughs> 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 wife get I
3: half of everything.
1: It's you just left me with just one. So there, you're, this this next line of questioning is gonna be so jacked up. Okay, Ryan, <laughs> you're not allowed to ask any more questions like that.
2: Oh, uh, that, that that was out of pocket. Ah oh, man, yes. that was
1: a real question.
2: That was not a real
1: question. No, that was not a real question. That was a wrong question. It's a different... Okay, so...
4: Hey, I I really think this phone is about um, to die. Okay,
1: we will definitely put your things on Facebook so we can, you know, send our traffic to your different websites. And... We thank you for what you're doing for the community, what you're doing for for us, the voices that are not often heard. And we thank you for your work and your presence.
4: Well, thank you, you for having difference.
1: me. And, of course, thank, we thank you for having. being here. All right. So thank you for giving us your time after working. And you have a great rest of the evening. We're going to let you go before your phone dies, and we'll – Again, promote your things on our different pages, um, and so best of luck. All right, thank you so much. Y'all have a good night. Yes, sir. Uh, good
4: night. Thank you too. All
2: right, bye bye.
1: All right, Ron, you did you you did a good job. I, I have to give it to you. Um, There's no you need know. for you
2: to sound exasperated when you talk to me. That's not nice.
1: I'm just. Okay. Okay. Well, I try to say something nice to you, but never mind. <laughs> Image. Hi. You sound Good well. Evening. Hi, Dustin.
2: How are you feeling?
1: I am feeling a lot better than what I was because I had no voice, but I have a voice now. Um but I'm feeling a lot better. Um, no chest pains today. Um, kind of still got this ugly cough, but I'm better. Thank you so much for asking and checking on me. Even though I did shut down my other phone so I can go into hiding a little bit. Yeah, I, I like the way people see text messages and you don't answer, then you get on Facebook and then you talk about people. I know. I want to talk on this I'm only actually really talking about one person. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. If you said, you know, I hope you feel better, um, you know, send me an inbox or if you even liked what I said or whatever the case may have been, I am not talking to you. I'm talking to one particular person. You did a whole blind post for one dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) One particular person. And honey, when I set eyes and voice on that person, pray. Pray for (laughs) that person. (laughs) Because that's gonna be a bunch of things they didn't even realize that they were. And so
3: Oh gosh.
1: Pray Pray for them and keep them close to the cross. Because. Could you send pictures and and could you use your phone to record it and put the fight video on Facebook, I mean on uh, YouTube? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to build a community. I'm trying to strengthen the community here. So, we need.
2: Do you realize the police was just on the line?
3: He, there. What you
2: trying to set her up? he might be an activist and all that, but he's still the police. <laughs> he's not the police at the GP. He ain't the police. Look, he is
1: the police in California. He would be out of his jurisdiction. He-, he ain't got no jurisdiction in North Carolina. So he's mm-hmm. North they, got Carolina. they
2: got friends. They got friends. It's called a blue wall. <laughs> the they stick together. They stick together. Look, Tupac's got had to shoot cops in Atlanta, and the cops in New York ain't right because of that. They stick together. are oh, so ridiculous.
1: I'm just you're
2: saying. Just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to be cautious. I don't want her to go to jail sick.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay. So you almost made me choke on that. So he don't want and him to, go I to jail, jail sick. Look, he, like, if you were well, he wouldn't mind. He don't want you to
2: go to jail sick. Right, right. And, and, right. and so, I don't know about all that, but Shaquille talking about blow-by-blow blow and you talking about choking on it. I don't know where y'all headed with these conversations. <laughs> I do <laughs> Well, everybody
1: knows where you your mind is. He just made it very clear what's on huh? your brain. Um, you made it very clear. <laughs> I
3: don't even want to talk about it.
1: I don't even want to. I, ugh, God. Yes, let's move on. Oh, my God. So let's move on to no. some more activism. I understand that Ron is part of a movement. He is having some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful exposure. Do um, you have an event coming up, don't you, Ron? The... Ron, what you got coming up?
2: Well, l- l- let's not talk about the future. Let's talk about the present. Today, we just had a um, meeting for these young men, okay? And, and, and they older men...
1: No, on, no, wait a minute. How do you defer from my segue in? That's rude. I segue something in for you, and you deferred stage <laughs> left. That's so boring, That's rude.
2: It's not rude. No. You are a troublemaker okay that's what that's about okay so what i'm gonna need you not to do is is pee on my leg and tell me it's raining all right that's what i'm gonna need you not to do
1: i'm gonna send you an email about it later
2: see this is what i'm talking about when i talk about what i talk about But, yes, okay, yes. Right. So we had, um, our organization is called Sons of the Chariot. It's for young men, 12 to 17, and we had another interest meeting today. We got two more new young men who are going to join the organization. So we're trying to uh, to teach them leadership and manhood and community activism and things of that nature. So, yeah, uh, that's, um, that's what we um, did today. Yeah, so I got there. I finished that, and I came on in and called in with y'all. There you go, and here we are. That's
1: wonderful. So you are giving back to the community. That is something that not enough men do. And I'm going to tell you sincerely, thank you for feeding our young young men so that they can grow into men. That's important.
2: Thank you very kindly. I appreciate that. And you know, it, I, I don't look at it as doing for the community. I look at it as just an extension of me. Yeah, but it is is something that
1: you're doing for the community. I don't care what you say.
2: No, but these kids, I have a 22-year-old and an 11-year-old, and trust me, these little 12- and 14-year-olds are going to affect my 11-year-old. So by me getting them together, it's helping mine. So that's the way I choose Mm -hmm. to look at it. That's wonderful.
1: So what do you think about the state of the black parents?
2: I think the matter of fact, we're having that conference coming up in July 19th in New York. The guest that you had on us uh, last two weeks ago what was that about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me more about that, more since You had the guest on. What's about that? Oh
3: my god.
1: <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. I, I just, I just, you know, I felt like. I wanted to commend you for you know how the wind down is so much more than just call in at the fold that we actually embrace some passion here and then we take things out, out of this studio and we actually get involved in these things in real life and Ron is so immersed in the state of the black parent that i 'm impressed with um just the fact that the down family can be represented um, in such a manner. And I just wanted to commend you on, on how you jumped right in there. You didn't care, you know, what language it was. You just you dove in and for the long haul, and it's great.
2: Well, I appreciate your commendation. How about that? Your commendation is appreciated from the burnt, bottom of burnt. my stomach. There, there were,
1: yes, bottom of the stomach, oh. No, but oh, it, it,
2: it is actually a very great cause. It is actually something that is needed. It is actually something that's going to be a huge event. I suggest anybody who is in the New York area come on through July 19th, Riverbank Bank State Park, and, and, and they're going to be free giveaways. All right. All right, we got three minutes. All right, so boy. <laughs> So I was talking to someone, and it was like, you know, you never know where people are at. So, in other words, you think as a state of the black parent, you think you're going to have responsible people. That, but those people are already good. You don't need those parents. You need the parents who, you know, who don't necessarily right. normally go to these. So we said, you know what, we got to find some giveaways. So we got some giveaways. So we got some votes from uh, Dr. Jeffrey Guardieri. We got some things from different other sponsors that we're going to be giving away to the people so that even those who may not necessarily be the demographic you're looking for, they still have something. They can come get some and get some knowledge at the same time. I love it. I love
1: it. Awesome. And uh, with that being said, uh, we're going to end our show on a positive yes, note. Let, we're, going let, let. we're going to let Ryan look intelligent and helpful and um, work something, I guess, because he doesn't always get to end the show looking
2: as such. So, right, but you're not painting me in that view right now, work something. What is that, Imaj, did that sound nice? She's
1: trying to say that. You know You have made your mark On the world
2: But you didn't answer My question either Sweetie I was What she
1: said <laughs> <laughs> I explained What she said Why right, did, right.
3: You know, I, I, what did you did you
2: No No uh, You explained They're What she said Yes I, I asked you A question I didn't actually Explain what she said I just said Don't she sound Like she full of shit Oh I, I didn't say it Like that but That's what I'm i am <laughs>
3: You know
1: I, mean? I know what you were trying to run. say you were not going to
2: get that. You were doing, doing very well, Ron. Wow. Like, I was That's on your rude. side.
1: That is, you so well. that is so freaking real. That is so freaking real And then, and then, have then
2: you have to just go in and be Ron. I have to. I, I got to do it. I don't know how to do it. We don't, you not to be we don't tell you not to be in We don't tell you not to be more. We don't tell Shakir... Well, you do tell Shakira not to be Shakira.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. But I tell you what, you know,
2: old... Fish out. I could...
1: No, I couldn't <laughs> say any of those words. I was thinking, so I was waiting to get to the next one. I couldn't say that. And I was waiting on the next one could say that. Ron, that's worse than anything else I could say. Um, We're going to. Um... We're gonna dedicate a show to you. It's gonna be the Ron Show.
2: Oh yeah! Y'all don't want to do that. Y'all don't want to do that. Y'all don't want FCC regulations. I
1: think it's broadcast radio. It's not up under that.
2: And they go. will get under it. They go get under it after I'm finished. <laughs> oh
1: boy!
2: Your brother ain't gonna make it. FCC regulations all over again.
1: Oh, okay, well, from the simple fact that I can't stand Ron, so it don't matter. Um, <laughs> it don't matter. So we're going to have this show, and this will be where we all get to practice uh, reverse positive um
2: <laughs> Whatever you're gonna say, reverse positive is negative. So this is, i don't know what you're trying to sugarcoat.
1: <laughs> it's not even worth it. It's like why am I even? Why am I even entertaining?
3: Say right. anything so,
1: positive about why? They have shit to say. It's you tried. He tried. I did, he and tried. I started out on the good side. I was like, "Hey, guess what he's doing?" And then he, he screwed that. you know, no Vaseline up the. He just he messed it all up. I said Vaseline,
2: not Vaseline.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: don't my bad. Go
1: hey. Oh God. Okay, so at this point, I'm so glad you're feeling better. I'm going to tuck you in now because I think you need a hot potty and some sleep because you haven't mm-hmm. even dealt with Ron at all. And that I know, that's a lot of your energy. So I'm yeah. going to tell you to just take a break away from just all of your social media places that he could be, um, and get some rest. And we want you to have a speedier recovery. We want you to get better, um, I'm going to... Have a great
2: Memorial Day weekend.
1: A a great Memorial Day weekend. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Ron, for remembering things. Um, And I'm going to not do anything Ron-esque or think about anything Ron-esque because it bothers me that the one time I tried to be nice to him, he (laughs) showed his whole entire ass again. So... At this point, we're gonna wind it on down for our Wednesday. We're gonna have everybody enjoy the rest of their evening, and we're going to see you same place in the Batcave Cave next Wednesday night. Enjoy your weekend. Good night, everybody. Good night, Ron, Say good night.
2: Buenos noches.